give us any top top wide receiver battles you had in college. I feel like the top battle I remember was definitely going against Donovan Peoples Jones at Michigan. Obviously, we don't like Michigan, but something about his kind of demeanor that I was just like, I just was, I was dialed in. Yeah. It's that Detroit. I think he came up there. <laughs> Detroit too, yeah. So he, um, but yeah, now he, he was a great player. And I remember it was one play where I, I, I told him pregame, I said, okay, I got your number. And they ended up throwing like a seven route. I could have went for the ball, but I just turned my shoulder and just kind of tried to lay him out. Armani is, you know, he's, he's, he's a good one, bro. I, I love catching him. And the guy, like you said, you know, that, that class, I feel like, because we were at that stage where we were still, like, not going to bars when they were coming in. And, like, right, right, that, right. like Gesicki, him, uh, all them boys, they were, like, they were, like, our shadows. Tees, college basketball tees, whatever you need. Mercury has you covered with the best merch out there. We're talking about high quality clothing, inexpensive, and the best part is I have a 15% discount for everybody who goes and gets some right now. Use the code below, hit the link in the description, and go get your merch now. Use the code to get 15% off. What are you waiting on? Go do it. What's going on, folks? Another episode in the pocket. Off-season uh, breakdown, is that what you would call it, B? Off-season, off-season reflection uh dbs this week and we got a hell of a guest we got amani awarie um he is with the jacksonville jaguars now but was a great db with us he was a young pup when i was there when b and i were there and eventually blossomed into into a really good football player so we're gonna get some perspective on, on what he's up to um his journey in the nfl some of the coaches he played for dan campbell being one of them um and uh, ultimately kind of tie, 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 uh, put a bow on it with, with some Penn State talk and his experiences and some of the things he loved. Um, so unlike previous episodes, we're going to get straight to it. What's going on, Pocket listeners? We are back with another brethren of ours, uh, great DB out of the state of Florida, Tampa, always repping Tampa. Uh, without further ado, Amani Arourie, Arourie, excuse me. That one always, I guess everybody's tongue twisted a little bit. Yeah. But uh, what's going on, my guy? How you doing? Not too much, man. Appreciate y'all having me. Uh, my OGs, man. It's good to hear from you. <laughs> Shoot, you up there too now, man. You OG yourself. I ain't going to lie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're just a little bit older. Years stacking up. So we'll yeah. Get yeah, man. How you yeah. been? Still pursuing a dream in the league, killing it with the draft by Detroit, with uh, Giants, now Jaguars last past year. Uh, catch us up. What's your? Uh, how was the season? What you been up to lately? Man, it's been good, bro. I've uh, just been obviously, obviously, just started with Super Bowl ending, so uh, just moving to a new place and kind of getting settled in a new city. Um, but it's been good, man. This this past season was a little different uh, for me. I was I spent most of the year on practice squad between beginning of the year at Giants and ended it with the Jags. But uh, like you said before that, first four years I was in Detroit, so. Uh, man, just just kind of uh, sorting through the ebbs and flows of the league, trying to get back uh, out there on the field and, and and doing what I do best. Um, so I think Jacksonville is a great opportunity, and you know I'm kind of turning the page, feeling like a you know good fresh start there. Love it. 
Bro, let me ask you something about this. So you were you were with Dan his first year, right? Yeah. Dan Campbell. I love I love Dan Campbell. <laughs> Obviously, it's a football podcast. We're talking about it. Yeah. Um, and then Jason's up there now. Talk to me a little bit about him, man. Like building a culture. I also got a little bit of time with Doug Peterson, and I think he's awesome as well in terms of being a being a like a like a locker room guy, backup quarterback. I feel like he can relate to everybody. <laughs> for the most of his career. And he does a great job of that as a head coach. I, lo- I love my short, short time with him. Um, but talk about like Dan to Doug and those experiences and like what you think separates Dan Campbell from the rest as it pertains to like his MO and if the shit we see on TV is for real or, <laughs> or if he's just, you know, go- cause I, I think it's as authentic as it gets, but yeah, no, no. Into- what you see is definitely what you get with Dan. Um, I got to know Dan obviously when he came in, uh, 2021, and um, he, he, I feel like he's always had that mindset of trying to change the culture, um, especially in a program like Detroit where they haven't won much at all. Yeah. Uh, he kind of took an approach of, you know, we're not looking for, we don't care about having the best, the fastest guy, the strongest guy. We just want guys, the right guys in the locker room that fit our culture. Um, and, uh, you know, he, he kind of exemplifies that in everything he does when he's walking, when he's talking. He's just, he seems so just like abrupt with everything. Um, but he's intense, but he's, he, he means well, man. He's, a, he's always been a good guy. Um, and I think he's a great leader of men. I think a lot of those guys believe in him. Um, I, Doug, I've honestly gotten to know him um, fairly a little bit throughout this back half of the season. And he's also a great leader of men. I think he's a, uh, um, a great coach to play for, and like you said, a player's guy, somebody who uh, can relate to the to the guys, and someone that guys like to play for. Um, but yeah, both great coaches. I think you know I'm impressed with what Dan has done with the team. You know, getting them to the NFC Championship. Um, and I think that's always going to continue in Detroit because uh, they got the right guy uh, in the front office. So yeah. yeah, shout out to Brad Holmes too, man. Oh, yeah. Gosh, uh, killing it for sure. But before we, uh, I guess, transition to the Penn State, uh, this may be a good uh, segue. I want to talk about T. Smalls a little bit. You know, legendary Penn State player himself, guy that obviously you came in under, two layers, you and a plethora of guys that we played with. We had Grant on here earlier, and we'll continue to have more uh, of our guys, older and younger, but under T. Smalls. Um, what can you say? How did, how did he and Penn State, I guess, prepare you for the NFL and the journey that you're on now was year six going into year six, yeah, going into year, year six. six. Still keeping at it, uh, as you said, a little different being on practice squad, but hey, you're still in the game. You know what I'm saying? Still, you know, still running. So, how did Penn State and T. Smalls prepare you, man? Uh, Coach Smith was was a big reason why I came to Penn State. Um, he he just has a very father like um, vibe about him. Um, in a way that you, I feel like guys trust him right away. Um, and, you know, I was kind of, you know, I guess off guard realizing that he was, um, he was really, he was a receiver when he played. Um, I didn't know how much he knew about DB specifically, but, you know, my first couple of years with him, I learned so much um, between me, you know, Grant, John Reed, all those guys that were there. I feel like as a group, he just knew how to, get to each individual guy in a different way. Um, and he's always been someone who has been supportive of my career in the NFL um, and, and everything and uses me as an example to, 
you know, guys coming up at Penn State. But, man, T. Smalls is uh, – that's my guy, man. It's, it's hard. It's hard to have anything negative to say about T. Smalls, man. He's, he's just such a positive light. Um, his family, love his family. And um, I just hope he continues to prosper at Penn State and for years to come. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, I mean, you, you hit the nail on the head. He's like – he's a culture guy. Like he's a guy who, similar to Dan Campbell, like like played, but at that school, played at that school, bled on that field, bled on that field, and I feel like he really does pour that into that room on a consistent basis. And that room is the topic of our conversation this week. Um, you know, we're going to get to our thoughts and whatnot on the DBs, how they played, but realistically speaking, man, we've had a factory, just guys that have you know developmental guys, guys like. Um, <clears throat> We've had Christian Christian Campbell was like came in had yeah, a frame got in the way and then you know he got a little run too so it's like got, we've put it so many guys so many guys in the league from from the defensive backfield um, specifically a corner as well and Coach Smalls obviously is a huge huge part of that but when when we watched this team this year you know it was much of the same it was just a lot yeah. of really good athletes guys who are te- technically sound fundamentally sound. Um, how much ball, how much Penn State did you watch this year? I know you said you had some familiarity with some of the guys on the roster, but, you know, what did you see maybe this year that, that that you know, were, were some bright points for you, maybe some things that you wanted to see that could possibly be improvements? We also got to see some of the depth in the bowl game as, as some of those older guys ended up opting out at the end. And uh, they, got, they got torched a little bit. They got torched a little bit. They got thrown in the fire, but no better way to learn than that. So um, kind of give us, like, your synopsis of this season, some of the guys, to the best as you can, because I know how hard it is to keep up when you're playing. <laughs> yeah. Now, I, I, excuse me if I don't know the names of everyone, but, uh, man, I, I was excited to watch Penn State football. And, you know, I actually remember uh, a tweet that B-Bell put out a, a, a while back um, just getting out of college you said something about just it being so hard to watch as a fan or you understood how fans felt now. I was, man, watching, I was like, bro, I'm on the edge of my seat. I want these guys to, to, to win well, but at the same time, I'm like, why is that play call coming? You know what I mean? Like, uh, <laughs> with it, Penn State's such a big community, but, um, man, I, I was excited to watch all the DBs. Um, obviously heard big things about the Kalen King kid. Um, big things coming out going into the league. I love his game. Love how he um, is aggressive at the line of scrimmage. Very just scrappy. Uh, I think he's gonna. It's gonna bode well for him in the league. Uh, and then a lot of other young guys. Um, like I said, uh, um, Johnny Dixon, Tampa kid. Um, love his game. Love his uh, you know his ball playing abilities. Um, I forgot another kid, Keaton Ellis. I think is state state college kid. Yeah, like. Yeah. So um, just a lot of good quality DB play. And I think what I've seen from the outside looking in is they're asking a lot more of the DBs um, in big games. They're asking them to, you know, take out receivers to, you know, lock receivers up on third down. And, you know, at the end of the day, that's how you that's, – that's what's going to translate to the NFL because it's the same thing. Right. Third, you know, the ball's getting thrown. You got to win. And uh, so I think they're put, creating a culture of – uh, great man-to-man play and great physicality at the corner position. It's gonna, I think it's gonna continue for years to come. So, well, that, well, let's let's nerd out here a little bit because you brought something up. Like Manny was was a very he was a risk taker as a defensive yeah. play caller. 
that does put the DB specifically Correct. on islands per se, or, or a lot of responsibility on them. We had the person that would thrive in that, but um, now we have Tom Allen coming in. Really don't know a ton about what he's going to be and how he's going to be, because I don't think he's had this talented of a roster um, for a while, but talk a little bit about that, right? Like when you're the mindset it takes when you're with an aggressive defensive caller and now, you know, that's what you've known. That's what a lot of these young guys came up in, you know, who are going to be playing. They came into that and you're not really quite sure what you're going to get. Curious to see your thoughts and what you would do if you were Tom Allen with that DB room, given their skill set and what they've developed into. Um, and, and just talk a little bit about that play for me. You know, my first two years, I grew up in the Patriots system, Matt Patricia, um, and they they grew they grew throughout the years, running a lot of you know man risky calling, uh, depending on the front seven type of play. Uh, and you know, I think I learned a lot from those years as a DB. You know, when you're needed a battle, sometimes you're like, shit, this is this is a lie. I need you to go ahead and bless us and call up and call some cover too or something. But. <laughs> Uh, you know, it teaches you how to really play man coverage and to win at the, you know, at the critical times when you need to. So, um, you know, it's great. I think someone like Tom Allen coming in, like you said, having such uh, great talent up and down the roster, I think it, it, for him, it would be best to just, you know, specifically analyze each guy, you know, and, and see what they do well and fit it around the defense. I think that's the sign of a good coach is who, who can come in and not just force your system on guys to really take, you know, that uh, seeing what talent there is and, and shaping the defense around them. So I'm excited to see how it, how it plays out. Yeah. I'm kind of staying on this kind of man versus zone topic. Like you said, that's what prepares you for the league because, I mean, we just saw it with the Chiefs. That's Spagnuolo's, but those guys, they're going to bring some heat. Whether it's man or, you know, zone, it ends up being, you know, one-on-one coverage. And Hack brought up the mindset what is the difference in mindset? Obviously, zone is, like you said, cover two, you can kind of ease back, have some vision, and play ball. But what is the kind of ideology you have when you know you're lining up against a guy, if it's a top guy, Ohio State guy, Michigan guy, and you know, like, hey, everything that's going on over there is is that. But me, it's me and him right now. How do you prepare yourself for that as a college corner, NFL corner? Uh, everyone knows that the number one tool you got to have is confidence. So, I mean, lining up, I, I've lined up against some of the best. I feel like I've lined up against you know, Devontae Adams, A.J. Greens, the um, Justin Jeffersons of the world. And I feel like if you don't have confidence that you're going to win this down, I think you're, you're already kind of beat. Um, and for me, I, what I thrive well when I played man coverage is – unless there was obviously zero, just knowing where my help is, if I could have any help, um, and knowing where I can get beat, where my stress is, and where I got to, you know, strain a little harder. And if you know that, and I feel like if you have a good concept of the defense and how, you know, like how you can play, um, it just eliminates routes. It eliminates thinking as much and um, helps you play faster. But, um, yeah, I mean, you got to have that mentality lining up against some of these guys because they just get faster every they get bigger and bigger every year, and uh, so yeah. <laughs> no, that's a fact. Athletes, man. Bro, DBs definitely do not lack confidence. Yeah, you always love DBs. You catch them in the sauna after practice. It's it's, it's back and forth going. 
the whole damn time after really? over over one on one practice reps, let alone let alone live team battles. I was about um, to say it doesn't matter who wins the one on one, no one's better than the other person. I've said yeah. too many arguments. <laughs> You know, yeah. I chopped you up. I chopped you up. Matter. See me again. See me again. I strapped you this yeah. play. I strapped you that play. Got you. Got to have it because once once that goes, it's you know you start being unsure and um, that's when you get beat. But yeah, that's huge. No doubt. Are you paying too much for health insurance? Too busy to read long, complicated policies? Well, guess what? Here at The Pocket, we got a solution for you. Madi Health. Patrick Madi, former letterman, he's doing a fantastic job in this industry. He leverages years of expertise to build a customized health insurance policy for you and your needs. Individual plans, family plans. Patrick ensures you get the best protection for your health and budget. Madi Health, one broker, endless solutions. Now offering up to $500 cash bonus for every customer referral. So quit overpaying for your health insurance. Visit ModiHealth.com to schedule a free consultation with Patrick himself. So let's uh, let's transition this now. We'll get a little fun here, but I want to I want to end end this segment on a serious note. You know, one thing I like to ask a lot of guys is just you, you talk about culture. You talk about Dan Campbell. I think Penn State does a phenomenal job, and they've done it for years. Just the culture in that lock in that building, not the locker room. Yeah. It has nothing to do with the head coach. I think it's been passed down from generation to generation within that locker room. Um, and I think that's what makes Penn State special. So I want you to talk a little bit about that, man, like your time at Penn State, what it means to you to be a Penn State football player, like the guys you still talk with. You mentioned it, like, say, a Little Mark, like all these guys, you know, superstars to guys who are selling real estate right now. You know what I'm saying? But, like, we just have a way and uh, a knack to stay tight. And I think it's I think it goes back to that. And I want you I want to give you a platform to talk a little bit about that experience. Yeah. Uh, as you guys know, uh, we had some some ups and downs at Penn State. Uh, I mean, coming in, we weren't even able to go to a bowl game. Um, didn't really know what that journey was going to look like. But I think things just started to kind of fall into place year by year, um, led by you guys, um, obviously. You know, we wouldn't even be able to have the opportunity without you guys kind of, um, you know, holding holding it down for us. Um, but I, I think just us coming in our freshman year, um, seeing guys like Kasiki and all the talent he has, and um, I mean, you name it, you know, the confidence Trace had, just a lot of those guys. I knew when we had a chance to spin, I knew we were going to make an impact. Um, and it's just a, it just was a matter of creating that culture of knowing we're the best when we step on the field, knowing we can keep up with the Michigans, Ohio States, and those guys. Um, and I think that culture, like you said, has just spiraled down to the next each class from there, and just feeling like you know you kind of almost have a responsibility uh, that we kind of left um, you know for you guys to keep up and, and keep doing what we've been doing for the past year. So. Uh, it's been great, man. I think 2016 was a huge year for us, um, being able to turn things around and, and put ourselves in that Big Ten championship, which we haven't done in a while. Um, it just gave guys the confidence to know, like, we can, we can beat these guys. They're not, they're not better than us. They just have a big name. It's just a logo, um, and, and we can do things well, uh, things as well. So uh, it's been great to watch. You know, guys leave that legacy now. I think those – those days when we were there were very crucial, uh, 2016 and 2017 to be exact. I think those those years really put Penn State in the back in that uh, national spotlight. 
And uh, so now the expectation is to win every every year now. Yeah. 100%, 100%. We talked about it every week. I feel like, you know, this past season, you know, being up there a little bit more, I believe I saw you week one, West Virginia game two, you know, just the the sense of urgency to win from the outside, like the, the fans. And, you know, it's a lot of pressure on these guys, coaches included. And I think, I feel like we see that throughout the year. Uh, but I also speak to, speak to, uh, like you said, that bond that we've created as Letterman, you're out in uh, Nashville now, repping, rocking with some guys. Speak on that a little bit, if you don't mind. No, man. I think, uh, like you said, that brotherhood started in in the locker room. But we know. I mean, it, it went as far as winter workouts. Like, guys, <laughs> you know, and running that lap together, pulling that tire. Like, we really <laughs> bled, sweat, and tears. You know what I mean, with each other. And um, I think that stems, you know, farther than just the football field. Like you said, anytime we come back to Penn State, it's all love. It's all community. Um, guys wanting to link up. All with guys, um, you know, wanting the best for each other um, and just keeping up with each other. And, you know, I think that's important. Penn State's kind of a fraternity to me. I, um, yeah. to every, and, uh, you know, I think that's it's, it's important for, for guys looking at, you know, recruits looking at what school to go to, I think. You know, there's a lot of fraternity everywhere, but Penn State's just a little different. Um, got a different kind of alumni base, different kind of, you know, just culture guys that go there. And, um, you know, that's that's definitely an important factor. Should be an important factor for guys when choosing the school as well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. So now let's have a little fun, man. Let's talk about that. You know, when you were a young head, B&B up there, you know, <laughs> trying, trying to steer you guys in the right direction, but oh, maybe be oh, of the guys that didn't quite steer you in the right direction. <laughs> uh, give us, give us some of your favorite memories, man. Locker room, uh, not locker room, um, whatever. But give us some of your favorite memories, some stuff that you go cherish for for the rest of your life. Man, it's too, it's so many to. Uh, um, I know my first initial memory was my was my official visit with, with you at. Um, and you were my host. Um, Dude, I didn't know that. I check that. Sorry, Amos was my host initially. Amos, okay. And he asked me, you know, it's, I'm a high school kid coming to college. Like, man, where the frat parties at? What's going on? Like, I'm trying to get in the mix. And uh, Amos, like, man, what you trying to do, man? You trying to go to the frats? I said, man, I'm trying to go to the frats. Like, what's going on? So he <laughs> said, go to the frats. Go ahead and go over there to uh, with Hackenberg and and, and AB and. You know, all those guys, they're probably going to take – we went I ended up whatever it was, Sammy Frat, and that's the first time I really saw the impact that Hat had um, just from, I mean, a line of, of girls, guys, everyone trying to take a picture. Um, wow. I just remember in that moment, I was just like, man, I got to snap because I need this kind of thing. This is crazy. <laughs> but uh, it's, it's, we've had so many party memories, so many uh, – Crazy memories that you guys hard to even keep up with. Yeah, um, yeah, man. It's, it's a lot of good ones, man. But shoot, take it, take it to the field. Then any top core memories, like you said. Well, I'll start with this. Give us any top top wide receiver battles you had in college. Like you said, we played against some great teams. Maybe some underrated names we wouldn't have guessed, or the the regular names we uh, would have guessed. I feel like the top battle I remember was was. Definitely going against Donovan Peoples Jones at Michigan. Um, 
it was just something about, obviously we don't like Michigan, but something about his kind of demeanor that I was just like, I just was, I was dialed in. Yeah. It's that Detroit. I think he's from up there. <laughs> yeah, Detroit too, yeah. So he, um, but yeah, no, he, he was a great player. And I remember it was one play where I, I, I told him pregame, I said, okay, I got your number. And they ended up throwing like a seven route. I could have went for the ball, but I just turned my shoulder and just kind of tried to lay him out. And uh, he was always a great player to go against. Very, uh, very competitive. Um, I think there was a, I don't think of who else. Um, any, any Ohio State receiver you can name was always good work. Um, Michigan State had some guys, Felton Davis, uh, guys, yeah. man. It was always – He was really good. It was good. It was always good competition in the big time. Um, so, yeah. All right, core, core Penn State memory on the field in general. Core Penn State memory. Right, it's got to be um, – it could be a personal play. It doesn't have to be a team-oriented thing. You got to – I remember playing at Michigan State, and I was just – it was – I think it was the last game of the season. It was cold as I don't know what. And um, they were going back and forth, and uh, I think I remember just making a, a great play on the sideline, uh, putting two toes in and kind of just leaning. Yeah, I remember what. Yeah, and, yeah. And if you replay it, bro, I was just so – I was so lit after that play. Like, I was so <laughs> jacked up because I was just like, man, like, they really got me messed up. Like, I was just – I was so dialed in every single play. I just remember specifically, even though I don't think we came – we didn't come out with a dub. It was uh, it was just a crazy game. I think there was like a two-, three-hour rain delay that – Right, that, right, right. And we came back out and – uh, I remember coming out and we was all in the, uh, in the tunnels uh, singing Dreams of Nightmares. Like, hold on, wait a minute. Y'all thought I was fish? And then ended up going back out there and losing. It was, uh, it was crazy. It's funny to look back on, but in the moment, like, I just yeah. really locked in. Um, no, nah, it was it was a good game. It was- like you said uh, earlier about, you know, being a fan, you know, after being a, a player. I think that was a year after I was done. And sitting there, like you said, on the couch, like, oh, my God, two-hour delay. Y'all came out there, like you said, was on fire. But, obviously, Michigan State's always tough, man. Even when they're down, they're, they're scrappy. Uh, that was a good game. But, yeah, I remember that pick. Uh, I think they had the cameraman was, like, right there on the sideline. He called the yeah. yeah, That was a good one. That was a good one. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, Amani, we appreciate it, bro. We'll have to get you back on. I'll have to get you out on the golf course. Maybe I'll come down there if he's sick. We'll go out there and play a little bit. You got to get B in on it. Best of luck. Uh, best of luck in Jacksonville next year. Enjoy the offseason. Uh, yeah. Well deserved. And uh, thanks for hopping on, bro. We appreciate it, man. Guys, yeah, and good luck with everything. Man, that's good stuff, dude. Armani. Armani is, you know, he's, he's, he's a good one, bro. I, I love catching him. And kind of like he said, you know, that, that class, I feel like, because we were at that stage where we were still like not going to bars when they were coming in and like right, right, that, right. like Gesicki, him, uh, all them boys, they were like they were like our shadows. <laughs> <laughs> Every no. time something popping up, they were calling you, yo, what's right, going on? Right. Right? 
As you but, said, a lot of memories. A lot of memories down frat row, downtown, locker room, in the apartments. We uh we're pretty tight net. For like different, like you said, different classes, slightly different in age. We're pretty tight. You know, everyone had individual, you know, clicks, but when we all got together, it was a good time, always. Namani, like you said, hell of a baller on the field. We saw him blossom. And he was kind of the first for me in that mode of like the lank the lanky, taller corners. That, you know, obviously nowadays everybody wants, you know, they come very seldomly, but 6'2", long arms. I remember, you know, he had had to really learn how to utilize his body in the best way, and he did. And obviously drafted, I think, fifth, fourth round, you know, as you said, going on to year six in the league where, you know, size at cornerback because these weapons on the outside are only getting bigger and faster is is always needed. Got to marry, got to fight fire with fire sometimes. Yeah, he's he's definitely got it. But you know, let's 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 dive into our our guys now. Um, we kind of hit on it during this interview, but you know, we uh, some of the guys that are leaving for for the draft, the player ended up opting out, not really playing a bunch. So, kind of the good and the bad of that is that we got to see some of these young guys get thrown into the fire against a really good old Miss attack. Um, and for me. You know, we talked about this a little bit after the game, but for me, when I'm looking back on the season, you know, super happy with the guys that played the majority of the snaps. Um, obviously, they're going to have their chance to prove their worth to the world and the league at the combines and all these all these uh, senior bowl type games. Yeah. And stuff. We have ten guys, ten guys in the combine for Penn State this year. It's big time. Hopefully, yeah. they, you know, they all perform well and improve their stock. Wish them the best. Yeah, no doubt. And they're, um, you know, they're, like I said, that's, we can't really, like, we talked about it all year, how confident we were in the back end, and, and they proved it week in, week out. Like I said, you got that bowl game, and it was the young guys. And the, the nice part is, the double-edged sword is, we got to see the talent and the potential, right. um, not necessarily the results that we wanted, unfortunately, but um, I'm excited. and right. and. Got it with Imani, you know, like young pups transitioning for defensive philosophy, so on and so forth. But I think we've done such a good job recruiting in that room in terms of talent and like bodies and, and you know, the measurables. Like they're going to be able to plug and play wherever they want. So um, give me your thoughts, B. Like I, I'm excited about the future in that room specifically, but give me your thoughts, a little reflection if you want to dive a little bit deeper than I did. I tried to keep it super high level because, again, that's your style of ball, not mine. Yeah. <laughs> no, man. Uh, Imani hit the nail on the head where we teed, teed up T Smalls. And exactly like you said, these guys, you know, I think under his tutelage, we've seen the development of corners. I think probably hasn't been spoken about enough, especially transitioning to that next level or just being, a, you know, a good, great college football player. Because, you know, we talk about development all the time. And I think more and more people are starting to notice what that really means. More so on the next level, but even in college, you know, guys coming out of high school and it's a leap. It's a different, you know, you were the guy you could defend anyone backpedaling. Now it's like, you know, there's a there's a weapon on the other side that will go on top of your head. And I yeah. think that's what some of the younger guys kind of witnessed in that old Miss game a little bit more than they were used to. So and it goes to the confidence, you know, put that in the memory bank, you know, sure for those guys, you know, never again type of type of moment. But the talent is there. Talent is there. T. Smalls has his hands full. And I'll start off with the transfer kid, Jalen Kimber, because he reminds me of Imani, uh, from what I've seen at least. Long-limbed, coming out of Florida, 
you know, that length, you know, usually the guys with longer length, they maybe lack in short area quickness, but they can defend it or counter it with length and arms and things of that nature. So excited to see what he what he can do jumping into campus, you know, in the transfer portal. Him and A.J. Harris, kid out of uh, Georgia. I think they both spent time at Georgia, if I'm not mistaken. So, you know, SEC DBs, it's usually a good thing. A lot of competition. Uh, and for the guys we saw out there in that Ole Miss game, we got Zion Tracy and Cam Miller are probably the two returning cornerbacks with the most experience. As you touched on, we lost a lot of production with uh, King, Daquan Hardy, and Dixon. A lot of production, a lot of PBUs, a lot of picks. Daquan especially, I was always a big fan of him. Um, and we'll see if we get him on here as well. Hopefully so. Out of that slot position. But there's a lot of young guys. I mean, the opportunities there, like we mentioned in the receiver room, someone's going to deserve those reps. And we will see maybe spring game. We'll get a little tease of uh, these practices. Hopefully, me and you and I get up there, get a look yeah. at the squad. Uh, and then there's a kid, Elliot Washington II, who I've only heard great things about. Supposedly the fastest kid on the team, 4-2 type speed, number 16. We saw him out there in Gunner and things of that nature, which is always a good start. And, you know, I think from what I've heard, there's a lot of, like, you know, chatter that this guy could be uh, a stud. We'll see if he's on the inside, outside. Um, yeah. I know a lot of these guys are, you know, itching to get get their feet wet, man, which is, like you said, it makes, it makes you excited because cornerback, as Imani just alluded to, and we always talk about every episode is that confidence. Yeah. And it really is – that's one thing I learned from I think T. Smalls or somebody said this. Don't let your last play affect your next play. And that cornerback, similar to quarterback, we know that's, you know, ultra important. You can get beat one play, but you got to line right back up and be ready to strap up again. So I'm excited to see how that confidence bodes. Coach Smith is definitely going to – carry those guys uh confidence and give them confidence and it'll be excited to watch that's definitely the, probably the biggest position i'll be i'll have eyes on this spring even though even well, yeah but they're always fun because of that confidence like they that's always right. bring they always bring something to the table and like you don't have to worry about competition because with confidence naturally comes competition yeah and who's going to rise to the top out of that group. And like I said, you mentioned, you alluded to the transfer portal work. You alluded to some of the youth in there and some of the guys that did get some get some run this, this past season. So there's plenty of that to go around. And, uh, you know, I, the final product and what ultimately uh, – who ultimately steps out on the field against uh, West Virginia next year in the opener, like they're, they're going to be teed up and ready to rock. So, um, yeah, man, that's that's it. The DBs, DBs are easy. And, yeah. and you know, I, like you mentioned, big, big, uh, big tip of the cap to Coach Smalls and, and Coach Terry Smith and what he's been doing. Um, just consistent greatness. Yeah, it really has been. I mean, a lot of great guys. You touched on Christian Campbell, man. Came, man. He was, you know, I won't. He's not alone. Christian. Yeah, Christian. Like, bro. <laughs> He had like a wingspan of like a six foot seven dude. Literally, pterodactyl. Shoot, the interception I had in the Rose Bowl is all because of him. I kind of stole it from him, but he got those long arms in. I think on Juju Smith Schuster or somebody, batted yeah. that ball up. 
Uh, I think he was a small-time recruit out of Alabama. Yep. As we said, you get with Coach Smalls, man, it'll get you technique up, confidence up. And then that corner, like most positions, that's really all you need. You know, talent especially, but, you know, the skills and detail will come with it for sure. No doubt. No doubt. So sure, we didn't even touch on the safety. This is more of a cornerback episode, but we'll see yeah. if we get a safety guy in here. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like they all just kind of blend in in that back half. But there that is true and there it is a different mentality. You know, you have a little more responsibility oftentimes in the run game and stuff like that. But it's been another position that we've we've your guy Dexter, your guy. Yeah, Dex. Shoot, dude. That's what that Dex was a Bad SOB yeah. back in the day. I, 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 I may have said this before, but I remember I'd sit there because he played at Virginia. My dad played at Virginia. Moved to Charlottesville. My dad got season tickets, and they have mm. like an alumni lounge that you could go to after games. You could bring your family and whatnot. So my dad would take us up there. They had like the, the Virginia Hall of Fame or whatever, and there was this little box with a little button that would show highlights of Anthony Poindexter. I'd just sit there. Oh, wow. just stand <laughs> let, it, let it roll. But, dude, Dex – Dex was a bad dude, man. Yeah. Had, he not, had he not blown his knee out, come back and blown his knee out? He, yeah. He, 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 he long career. Oh. Shoot, man. I love the safety position. We'll tap in. We'll, we'll probably tap into a little bit more. That's the one position I think. I know what I said about tight end. You know, yeah. give me another three inches of height. I would have been a badass tight end. Give me just a point two seconds of a little more quickness. I would have been a badass safety, too. Yeah, bro. I, I played a little safety in high school. Now, my uh, my high school coach wouldn't let me. He wouldn't roll me out there. Right. But I was, I was long, lanky. I kind of good, good, good distribution. <laughs> I, uh, I remember seeing a few highlights back there. A little deep middle. <laughs> yeah, bro. I, I I had a little bit of it. I mean, he he just. I would never forget it, Coach Sullivan. He's like, I'll let you get get practice reps. If I got to play you in a game, it's because we got 11 guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nah, they use that QB vision. That's kind of what I see it. It's definitely an attribute when you kind of see it on ops and then understand the throwing lanes and windows and that nature. So you and oh, Trace, yeah. Trace was getting recruited as a quarter a safety majority, yeah, I think, yeah. of safety. Yeah, Trace, uh, Trace, was, Trace definitely got game reps at it. It was a, a much better athlete. But, um, I don't know if I saw him tackle, but he, he caught a few bad, a few passes and picks. Yeah, yeah. He, he, he get <laughs> um, Damn, dude. Well, I think we're going to – I think we're going to wrap this one up. We're going to bring it back with quarterbacks, running backs, which could be a really good one. I don't know. We might be able to get – might be able to get some 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 juice with these two with those two rooms. Um, Got to make a couple phone calls. We'll see. Yeah, a couple calls, couple calls. Yeah. Hey, let us, yeah. let us know, pocket listeners. Let us know because obviously we have a long lineage, great quarterbacks and running backs. Um, let us know who you would think, who you would like to hear from. Maybe some some you know off kilter names, but you know we'll see. Hit hit the DMs, hit the mentions. We need it. So. Um, as always, we appreciate you guys. Thanks for tuning in. That was Amani Aurier again. Great interview. Always, uh, always a stand-up great representative of the program and the fraternity, as he mentioned. Um, but make sure you guys are following us, as always, on socials, State Media PSU on X, Instagram, follow the Mothership Mercury. We got merch as well. 
Uh, make sure you guys are checking that out on our website at mercury.io, I believe. Um, if not, you know, figure it out. It's something like that. Uh, <laughs> support the pocket, support the Lions Den. Got a new podcast with Miles Dredd covering Penn State basketball and kind of basketball extended called the Heat Check. Heat um, check. He's, he's pumping out some good stuff. Got a sweet logo. Also has some sweet merch. But um, he is a up-and-comer in the uh, broadcast, podcast, content, uh, personality, media space. Uh, so I'm really excited about his stuff. So make sure you guys give that a listen. Um, but other than that, be Another one down, baby. Another one down. More to come. Before we know it, we'll be in April. We'll get a little more Penn State football action going, a little spring ball. Yeah. Uh, off season is, is creeping away, but we'll get there. It's slow grind, brother. But yeah, it, yeah. it got as fast as it used to with winter workouts. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm seeing the clips they've been pumping out, the winter workouts and all that. It's, it's good stuff. Good stuff. Yep. So. I love- I love seeing names that we didn't know, you know, you know, kill it for the day. They get the recognition, see yep. if that can translate to the field. So uh, keep it up, guys. Yeah, man. As always, keep it up. But we appreciate it for us at the pocket. We'll catch you guys next week.